In this week's SME feature celebrating Women's Month, we speak to Lynette Nduli, the founding director and chief executive officer of property, asset and infrastructure development solutions firm Innate. Lynette, take us through your journey as an entrepreneur in South Africa. My journey as an entrepreneur in South Africa has been relatively short, particularly if you consider my age, um, as well as certainly there are far longer journeys than mine. Um, But I suppose it was something that I always knew I would eventually do. And I certainly throughout my career um, tried to establish what the niche and what that gap and what that opportunity would be um, as I navigated my way around the industry, as it were, before deciding um, that perhaps let's let's give this a shot. Um, on our own. It's been very exciting, um, a very daunting industry that we happen to play in in the property sector, mm. but one that um, if you look through its value chain, if you look through all of the developments that is happening but is also still required in a country like South Africa is also quite an exciting space to be in um, as an entrepreneur because you not only are waiting for work, but you also have the potential in that space to create work for yourself. What drives you? What pushed you to go into that jump on your own? I think what specifically drives me is that through property as a medium, you know, the more I worked through the property sector, I certainly saw property as being a transformational tool, not only to create wealth for myself and my family and for the company itself, but, you know, when you begin to work in underdeveloped parts of South Africa and you begin to work with communities that have never had access to facilities, whether they are public infrastructure facilities, whether it is a municipality that has never really checked on what it actually manages, or whether it's a private developer who has a specific dream and an ambition to better the community they grew up in or a piece of land that they previously owned, you suddenly realize that the transformational aspect of that becomes that you can not only create opportunity for others, mm-hmm. but you can create skills, you can create economic activity and economic hubs in places where they no longer exist, where they didn't exist, should mm-hmm. I rather say, before that. Um, and I'm really driven by the fact that the industry, as age old as it is, um, as emotive as subject as it is particularly in South Africa you know the issues around property ownership and land in this country are still issues that we still have to have great conversations about. I'm really driven by the fact that we need more young people and I'm going to say more young people and more women in the sector to really take advantage um, of the sector of the sector's different asset classes of opportunities in the sector and use land and property as a springboard for us to own and develop different products and different Mm. services um, as well as to deliver services to our communities and the people around us. Having said that, what are your views on female representation? Well, there's still far too few women um, and I'd certainly say um, it's not good enough for any of us um, as women in this industry, but in many other sectors, I think, in the South African economy, to be happy and settle with being the first woman or the only woman at a boardroom table. There's just far too few women um, in industries and sectors that need women to move into them um, in order to not only you know shift the economic prosperity of the economy, but also shift you know equity and to shift um, what boys' clubs look like mm. to include girls. 
skills um, and certainly creates aspiration, particularly amongst our young people, that they don't only have to become perhaps the careers that they've been traditionally exposed to, like doctors and engineers and nurses, but there are new professions within different sectors that they really need to begin to, to arch towards. So we have a lot of work to do in that regard. The property sector has certainly tried um, to accelerate the gains of women, particularly if you look at um, the management of different facilities, particularly at, if you look at you know, management of different asset classes, if you look at how certain funds and institutions are structured, you're beginning to see more and more women come through the ranks. Where we really need the property industry, however, to shift what it means for women to, to, be, to be transforming the industry, though, is at the level of ownership. Um, you know, owning property is not an easy thing. It's a very um, capital intense industry as well. And very few women have access to those kind of means. Mm. Um, and therefore, it means we really need to investigate almost alternative options and avenues for women to enter the asset class and the ownership of the asset class. And that's an area, I think, if you saw more women, um, not just in management roles, but in ownership roles, mm -hmm. you would begin then to see the radical transformation, as it were, of the industry um, across age, across gender, um, across skill sets. And then you'll begin to also see some new and exciting, innovative solutions come out of the sector as well. Now, what are your views on teaching the entrepreneurial spirit mm -hmm. in South Africa from a very early age? It's critical. Absolutely critical. And we are running the risk at the moment as a country of falling behind, um, particularly when you consider that, you know, in countries around the world, young people not only have role models in their families who are entrepreneurs, but community role models that from a very young age they're exposed to. Um, and then, of course, we fall behind where entrepreneurship is not a subject um, in our school curriculum. Um, and later on in university, yes, we are training a lot of young people with various vocational and technical and professional skills. But they come out as young people who know what to do, but don't know how to run a business in the thing that they know how to do. Yeah. So we're falling behind where we are also burdened with um, huge numbers of youth who are unemployed. And we are also falling behind with the opportunity to say to those young people that don't wait until you're unemployed and forced by your circumstances to become an entrepreneur set out as you seek your education and as you build experience to become the type of young person who goes out and creates jobs in the first instance right. um, so for me it's um, something that's very close to my heart um, and it's something that you know through our social engagement platform Ignite SA um, that something we're very vocal about and we go to all nine provinces around the country and townships and rural areas saying to young people Start to critically think about how you are responsible for creating your own fortunes, how you are responsible for creating your own work in the future. Because the more you wait for your parents or government or somebody else to do it, the more you are going to fall behind um, in a world. And, and I say in a world and not in a country, yeah. in a world where young people have to compete already 
in a global um, context, whether they're competing with their peers in Africa or whether they're competing with their peers in all the, in all the other continents of the world. Mm. And therefore, it's something that we really, really, from a skills perspective, from an education perspective, I think as a country, I think as private individuals who own companies, as a government, is, it's something we really need to concentrate on. What would you then say about red tape in the SME sector in South Africa at this point? It's, it's, it's debilitating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've heard the reports, we've read the reports and the indexes, um, whether it's the GEM reports and all the different indexes that look at entrepreneurial activity in this country. South Africa has found too much red tape in helping a business get started. You know, and furthermore, the red tape extends um, to becoming almost tripping tape to our entrepreneurs. If you then, on the converse of it, once you've finally got this business and it's running and it's got everything, then we're failing at it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's red tape and, you know, we are at a stage in, if you look at the economic growth or rather slowdown figures at this point in time, where we really need to start rolling out a, re- a red carpet, yeah. as it were, to entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship, as opposed to almost suffocating the activity in all of this red tape. Um, there's far too much of it. The processes are far too um, tedious um, costly even from a specific mm. perspective, particularly where you have young people involved who don't have means, who didn't, who don't start out with wills or trust funds, as it were, to begin these these journeys. Um, and it's a structure and an ecosystem that I think needs a lot of um, work. Lastly, where to for the driven Miss Lynette and Dooley? Where to? Um, you know, the next 10 years of my life, I call these my consolidation years. I'm, I'm in my early 30s. Um, our business is under a decade old. And um, these are now the years where we're going to build to becoming a force, I think, in the sector that we've specifically chosen. And we are also going to begin to say, what is it in the sector, in the country, in the communities and in the different type of stakeholder communities that we serve and we've chosen to serve that we're going to impact on, but more importantly, change. Mm-hmm. Um, it means then we're back in the trenches again, very much like at the beginning, always redefining um, and our solutions, who we're providing it to, always redefining what our competitive edge is and staying almost as hungry as we were on day one. Um, and I think that's critical um, in this 10 years as one really solid, solidifies our position um, in the sector, but also hopes to expand into other sectors that are complementary to what we do in the property sector. Because I think that's also important that, yes, it's important to, to diversify, but to diversify in a space in which you are comfortable and you are knowledgeable. And that is complementary to the core business and the core focus of what one is trying to grow um, through innate investment solutions. So these are very, very much the next the, the next phase of the working years. These are very much the growth years. And these are very much the learning years. Mm. Um, you know, you can never say you know enough. Um, just as you turn around, something new is happening in the sector. Somebody introduces a new technology, um, somebody a, a new um raw material, a new way of doing things. So you also can't be complacent. Um, And that's, for me, is important to keep moving through the next 10 years. And then we'll see what of it comes. And then that, again, will define what the next phase um, of this business and its growth and, and the next chapter becomes. Sounds exciting. We wish you all the best. 
That was Lynette Ntuli, the founding director and chief executive at Innate Investment Solutions in this week's SME feature, Marking Women's Month.